0: It's a brand new day and we're putting the A.M.
1: in American politics. We've seen the darkness of division and despair and are now jumping into the light of a bright path forward. Progress is here and we're sharing its story with you, for you, all with the help of Signal Boost. Now, here are your hosts, Zerlina Maxwell and Jess McIntosh.
0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Signal Boost. I'm Zerlina Maxwell. It is Monday... January the twenty fifth. Good morning, Jess MacIntosh.
1: How are you doing? Good morning. I, you know, I kind of liked my weekend. Actually, I didn't do anything special, <laughs> but it uh, it felt it felt like a weekend. Like, Mine
0: didn't really feel like a weekend. I'm not. I need to readjust.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's. Yeah, it's it's not so much a schedule shift has happened as a, a brain shift has happened. Um, it's just there's less room being taken up up there. Oh yeah, no, I I definitely feel <laughs> there's a big
0: difference um, in just how I'm sleeping, how I am, yeah. my whole demeanor because Donald Trump doesn't have the launch codes. That's the yeah. main difference, and yeah. so I just have one, you know, it's like a one weight taken off.
1: Yeah, of like it was a it was a space bigger one that I was realizing actually. Oh yeah, <laughs> I would hope it would be big. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, would, I. I
0: always thought it was strange that people were walking around like they were safe. Oh, and I know that, that everything was normal for the past four years. I mean, I would I would look at in my head. I looked at everyone kind of like they were nuts <laughs> because <laughs> I was like, you 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 are aware that Donald Trump has the launch codes and that like, oh yeah, like I'm thinking about taking you know a trip in six months. I was like you better go now, mm. <laughs> but I'm. I think I was like on to something about sort of the fact that you don't have forever to do the things you want to do. Time is, right. is finite. Yep. Um, that became even more clear in the pandemic because you're like, can't mm-hmm. take a trip now. You're literally banned. Um, so I just think it was a reality check for folks. I think I hope the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, and I hope maybe we're all sort of in a space where I was before, um, in terms of the urgency. Um And now at least we're in a place where you don't have to worry about anybody pressing the button while you're asleep.
1: No. Or tweeting no, some stupid it's... crap
0: about their button being bigger than North Korea's button. <laughs> not Not I mean...
1: only do you not have to worry about somebody pressing a button while you're asleep, if anything was happening in the White House while you were asleep, it was people trying to help. That's mm-hmm. it. That's what happened overnight. <laughs> there were some That's people great. who worked really late because Biden's going to introduce a bunch of COVID measures today. And they would want to make sure they were ready. That's it. It's just, it's just it's like the benignness of things now is just really lovely. It's like watching the press briefing. It's like you can watch it or not. It's not gonna traumatize you. No one's trying to hurt you. No one's gaslighting you. you. You don't you don't have to watch it to see what kind of lies they're trying to tell you to see what they're trying to cover up. You don't you don't you don't have to watch it at all. It it either has bearing on your life because the government is is doing some stuff to try to get us out of a few of the messes that we're in, and you might want to know about it. Or you don't have to. It, it does not have any consequence to you one way or the other. And mm-hmm. and that's that's I, I mean, that's how I feel about the overnight shift now. <laughs> like Probably there's work going on, but it's uh it's good. It, it, it's OK to have work going on during multiple crises overnight. You don't have to be glued to your phone to see what new horror you have to wake up to and what we have <laughs> to get out of now. It's not what happens overnight is not going to traumatize you. And it's just, it's a new way of engaging with the news. And there are so many people who I, I think were politically involved before 2016 or, or certainly would have considered themselves. And then, I mean, you guys know who you are. Like you went, you went from doing like a little bit and feeling great about it to being like, okay, I am in this. I am phone banking. I am, you know, I'm posting every day. I'm on top of this. I've got a cable news show going on 24 seven in the background. Like that's been people's lives for, you know, four years now. And it, it's, it's okay. To back away a little bit, um, it's it's also okay to engage in a happy way. Like I'm not saying you all need to stop watching the news. I totally not saying that. I'm saying it's not uh, it's not mission critical for you <laughs> to watch everything. And also, you can feel free to watch as much as you want because this is just government doing its work. Like there there doesn't need to be a mental health trade off because you feel like. You have to stay on top of the news. If you're the kind of person who wants to have a cable news network on a hundred time, hundred percent of the time during the day, go ahead. <laughs> you're you're not going to get gaslit by your own government while you're doing it. It's just it's just a different, just a different not mentality. i going to traumatize you. I like that yes, one. yeah. Jen Psaki's not going to traumatize you from the press room. So it's, it's just, like, I think people don't realize that they they actually never paid this much attention the last time there was a competent right. administration. They thought they were super involved. They, you know, they, they phone banked for Obama. They, they did some work. But, like, you weren't paying attention every hour <laughs> of every day. Right. Because you didn't have to. So I think people are, are going to have to relearn how to engage with the news cycle. Like, how much do you need? How much do you want? Like... You know, how informed do you feel good being? And then, you know, go ahead look at and it. Well, look at it this pick way, that level yes. without any thought to your own mental health.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, we're the morning show. So yeah. if people are waking up and listening to us, thank you. Um, and I feel like you can just listen to us and kind of like, honestly, go about you, your day. You know what I mean?
1: Headlines.
0: Get yeah. Headlines I mean, pick a morning with show. Your day, please. If you're, if <laughs> you're a like show me. On progress.
1: Yeah yeah pick pick another show another show during the day if you're if you're one of those you know wonks like like watch the press briefing. it's fun <laughs> it's just it's just really lovely to not feel like your own physical safety is dependent on how well you understand what's happening in the news cycle and where you think sure. things are going next like that that I actually we could predict. Right. <laughs> but I mean, but we tried, you know, we tried to hoard the stuff that we thought we might need. We, we bought things that we, you know, we, we thought might be coming down the pike. We, you know, it was this horrible guessing game that we've been playing we for four years. We were mostly
0: wrong a lot. Totally. <laughs> I don't think we, we shouldn't never do that again. We're not good at that. <laughs>
1: no. situation. No, no, we're not. And hopefully we don't have to anymore because now there's, there's some transparency going on. I mean, I I just uh, like I read the the president's daily schedule every morning, <laughs> and you're like, and just oh my god, exhale. actual meetings. Like it it just lower like just seeing the normality. Like today he's he's going to yeah you know, he's gonna swear in uh, uh, General Austin uh, mm-hmm. for Department of Defense. He has a briefing. Uh, Jen Psaki will be doing her briefing. I think at 1 p.m. It's just this normal schedule. Right. <laughs> like oh here's. Here's how the government is going to work today. Neat. I can't believe
0: that they allowed this administration in a global pandemic to stop press briefings. I actually cannot believe it. Oh, that. I know. And I, and I think that, I mean, it's in part because the press briefings became sort of Trump rallies. Yeah, but even I mean, you didn't need those. Even beyond end, beyond yeah. that, I mean, the fact that there was no daily briefing by government anything to tell us what was going on with the pandemic is interesting in light of the fact that Turns out they weren't doing anything.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, for the
0: last like many months here in the pandemic, like actually not the, doing
1: anything, doing anything,
0: like actually not doing, like anything.
1: not doing anything. No, the the it's worse than we thought. Um, news <laughs> is going to dominate the next couple of weeks. That was basically all of the news this weekend as related to the mm-hmm. insurrection, the pandemic. Uh, it was all. Oh my! It I was worse than we thought. the New
0: story broke after, on Friday night, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess we should update people on the attempted coup. That was like oh, sure. a lot more fully formed than, um, than even the insurrection on TV. So, um, before any of that, um, the president had sort of concocted a plot to get, um, one of the, um folks in georgia to do a thing so basically one of the district attorneys in georgia u.s attorneys in i don't know what his actual title is in georgia um but to get him to do a thing to basically overturn the election results right in that particular state um, we already know he had called raffensperger on the phone and begged him <clears throat> and was like well I mean, what are you going to do? You should overturn the results and they're like, "No, sir, you're wrong. All of what you're saying is wrong." And he's like, <laughs> you know, "But I it's not fair." You know, that was the call. Right. So, that's my favorite part of the call. And he's like, "It's not fair." I'm like, "Oh my god." <laughs> wow. White men really don't know what it <laughs> like they can't handle <laughs> but it. But I didn't win. I'm like mm, w- <laughs> welcome to life for everyone else. Um anyway, um so that was the previous sort of Iteration of the crime which could have been impeachable in and of itself Um, But it turns out Donald Trump actually had a meeting in the Oval Office um, With several members of the Justice Department including the acting Attorney General um, And this other person who we've never heard of um, Because the acting attorney general was not willing to go along with this but this other dude was Right Kenneth Clark. I've never heard of him before but he was willing to go down for the cause, so he was. Congratulations to... on becoming a late-breaking <laughs>
1: character, Mr. Clark.
0: <laughs> I think he, basically the 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 plot is that Donald Trump was going to put his lackey in charge of the Justice Department, so that they could um, say that they were looking into fraud in Georgia. Like he need, like Barr wouldn't do it. He left, remember, before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeffrey Rosen who was the acting Attorney General. Wouldn't do it. And he was real quiet until he resigned, remember? This was, like, Mm -hmm. all last week. I'm like, remember? (laughs) Um, And then on Friday, the big story was that there was a series of meetings where the president was, like, actively trying to coup um, from the Oval Office uh, with a variety of uh, Justice Department officials. And so I wonder. See, this is one of the questions I have about this impeachment trial. Obviously, Nancy Pelosi announced she's sending the article over today. Mm-hmm. Um, technically, they're supposed to start the trial tomorrow, but they're not because Mitch McConnell's um,
1: not going to do that right now. He wants to give Trump um, two weeks to prepare his defense. Yes. The idea of Trump a... preparing his defense, I find <laughs> amusing. Uh, well, so that is what the, I was thinking about for the next Here's two weeks. my question. They're going to
0: start on February 9th, um, mm-hmm. Tuesday, February 9th. And I just keep thinking about how much they're probably going to discover in terms of big Oh, between conspiracy. now and then? Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. like, maybe they should start tomorrow.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think benefit. if I were Mitch McConnell, I would want this over with as quickly as possible. The longer it goes, the more it dovetails with the DOJ and FBI investigations. I like we're learning new and horrific stuff every single day. I don't think you want to let this marinate for 2 weeks. It's it's not like it's not like the fury is going down, right?
0: Well, like it's not like it's not like the horror that...
1: No, but there's a shift happening. There is Mm -hmm. a shift happening,
0: which is that in this two weeks, the Republicans are, they snapped out of the whole, wow, I think that was an insurrection, and I I almost died. They snapped out of that trauma, and they're back into the cult. Why
1: are they so good at it? (laughs) How do we snap out of trauma that quickly? Well,
0: (laughs) I I mean, I don't know that they actually recognize her process any of their trauma, which is why they end up as oh, hurting other people in Donald Trump's party, right? Yeah, okay. um, that makes sense. That's my sort of world, big larger theory of life. Um, I, I do believe sometimes you can end up in a political coalition because you have not thought things through. Uh, yep, but in this particular sure. case, I think it's because that's how you end up in Trump's party is you have not processed some form of trauma you've experienced in your life, and <laughs> you end up acting it out on other people. Yeah. Anyway, point, I'm not even going to psychoanalyze Republicans. Point is that they're (laughs) back in the cult. They're back in the cult, and they're all, I mean, Rand Paul on George Stephanopoulos is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen in my entire life, and that says a lot because I'm talking about (laughs) Rand Paul. Because we've been watching Sunday
1: shows for years. Right. Um,
0: And he's ridiculous, okay? I mean, like, when he was elected into the Senate, I was like, seriously, guys, there's not somebody else in the state of Kentucky that is better. Mm -hmm. I mean, guys, you guys are... Two for two there, guys. I need I need you guys to get your life together in Kentucky. All right? <laughs> like, it's just a pep talk here. You guys do not have the best representation. There have to be two better people in the state. Two better women? There have to be two better women in the state of Kentucky. There it's are two true. better black women in the state of Kentucky. There are two yes. better Latino women in the state of Kentucky. Yes. Think about that person. Tell them to run for Senate. Okay. Point is... That they are back in the cold. It took them a little while. I think they were a little shocked after the violent insurrection where people were threatening to hang like Pence. But they're over that now. Now they're back in their regular talking points. And they are defending the president. They're defending the president. They're they're saying there are questions about whether or not the election was stolen. Obviously not. Like, no. There was like 80 court challenges. What the hell are you talking about? Anyway. So that's the development over the weekend, but there's still two weeks before the trial. And again, on Friday, on big story, broke with more details out. about the attempted coup. Like, it wasn't just the insurrection we saw on TV. Donald Trump was having, you know, meetings in private that will be used as evidence in maybe a future conspiracy trial. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, and, and people are.
1: People are Don't willing sound to, legal to, to me, talk though. about this in a way that suggests they know how bad it was. Like, the fact that we know that Trump met with people from the National Guard, told them that they were going to need 10,000 troops, <laughs> and then did not do anything to make the 10,000 troops happen. Like, that happens because people are leaking, because people know how bad it was, and they yep. know that it's going to come out in the investigation. Like, whenever you hear a story of, like, a one-on-one conversation with the president... That's really freaking unusual, <laughs> like, right? It takes don't... a
0: lot of reporting. Yes, to and, sure and and someone willing
1: to do it. Mm-hmm. Like if there was only him and On two people record. in the room, it's real obvious who's <laughs> or leaked. Off the record, and, and yeah, and you have to you have to be comfortable owning that, um, which you know you are in the case of of talking to people about an attempted coup. So I I don't see two weeks, like tamping down um, the energy around. Like getting to the bottom of this, I, I think it's I think it's just going to keep getting worse, and the little bit of distance from from the events have actually I mean the, the magnitude has grown in my mind. Like you know you went it was it's the same thing that happened on nine eleven. Like how you know you you go from being like oh my god what a horrible thing to happen to this city and there are people who are dying to like a couple weeks later to be like oh this is a completely new geopolitical world. Like we have, you know, what happened on American soil is not a thing that has ever happened on American soil. This wasn't a New York thing. This was a global thing. This was, a, you know, like that was what happened after 9-11. And I feel like we're getting we're getting the same sort of perspective along with distance this time mm-hmm. also. So, I, you know, I, whatever. I don't think Trump is going to put together any sort of defense case. I hope he comes in and defends himself. But I, I don't think that the two week timeline is doing him any favors. I hope he and- doesn't defend himself I don't want to see his or see I don't want to see him anymore. I know so that's I so
0: then it'll just become the Trump show again and I I'm not here for that we've been through too much there are too many dead people to allow him the space and time to continue to traumatize us but I know of course because I've said that now he's definitely it's gonna, defend gonna himself. do it <laughs> we're all gonna have to sit through it and watch his stupid hair which probably hasn't been dyed properly because the white house or maybe it's better because he's at his estate I don't know um but we're going to have to see him and I don't want to see him. I actually really enjoy that I don't have to see or hear from him. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love That's that. That's one of the bigger differences. It's not just that we switched presidents. It's that the one <laughs> that just tweeted every morning and ruined your morning breakfast. Mm-hmm. He can't tweet anymore because he's banned. Yeah. So I think, you know, we, ha- we have the country need to move on. The impeachment trial, I think, um, You know, is a moment in which Republicans are making the argument that we need to move on, we shouldn't do this. But I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying, I hope he's not defending himself so I have to watch him at said impeachment trial. I think the impeachment trial will allow us to move on because accountability, as all the Democrats are saying now as their line, you can't have unity without accountability. And that is true.
1: That's That's entirely true. true. We did get some very Even in other contexts. Good news this morning, um, which is that the dogs are finally in the White House. That's adorable. They moved in this morning. You think
0: they let them sleep in the bed? I'm (laughs) sure. I hope so. They seem like those kind of people, you
1: know? Yeah, they do seem like let the dog sleep in the bed kind of people, especially when it's like really cold. Yeah. That's what kind of, that's what, that's what kind of person, like the dog can sleep in the bed only if there is extend like extenuating circumstances. It is very cold or, you know. Really, just the very cold thing. He's too big. He's too big to sleep in the bed. It's like it's like a third person. A third person who kicks viciously all night. Oh, wow. That's a lot. <laughs> well, you know, he'd, he'd roll over and he does his little sleep dreaming thing. And, like, the back leg goes and it's just like kangaroo punches to the ribs. <laughs> God damn it, bud. <laughs> like, what the hell? It's That's not, really it's funny. funny. I've never. Basic. I mean,
0: my cat is very large, but nowhere near as big as your
1: Yeah, mouth. no. I mean, Bud is sleeping. It's it is sleeping with another human being. Like there, that's <laughs> the, it. That is the amount of size and energy that that animal takes up in the. It's not just the size. It's like he snores. You know, when he rolls over, it wakes you up. Like he's a big thing. <laughs>
0: wow. That's
1: so, a lot. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of dog. It's uh It's great though, especially when it's cold. It's really nice. <laughs> Oh, no. Dogs, when, when he I gets think... it right and curls up at the bottom, like like right, under my feet, because like, oh, I'm shorter than Chris, then that's yeah. perfect. Like, I have my little foot warmer. We're not losing space. But then he's like, no, I want to stretch out super long and like put my face on your face and sleep. And that's very sweet. <laughs> it's not it's not conducive to sleeping. Conducive the point is the to... dogs moved into the White House this morning.
0: <laughs> I think that's I mean, that's just we're we're back in sort of this normal space where the president has humanity. <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> and
0: compassion for living things. I'm just...
1: No, I mean, uh, look, at, look at all of the stuff that happened over the weekend and all of the stuff that's going to happen today. Like, mm-hmm. he has a... There's, there's, there's a to-do list today. Here's he's going to sign about... the, the Made in America executive order. He's reversing the military ban for trans service yeah, members. that's today. That is today. That is amazing that that is happening. Uh, he's reimposing the COVID travel bans that Trump lifted. Um, which is you know just smart. It's still yeah. it's still a pandemic. Like a good idea, <laughs> like mm-hmm. the, you know you you said he's he's swearing in the the Department of Defense secretary. Like it's just a normal, normal, day. yeah. Like <laughs> the thing about
0: the to do list that I I think we should sort of establish in this moment is that he's actually doing like more stuff than probably most progressives would have predicted oh, I, um, and, I mean he definitely said he was going to do <laughs> like this in it. the transition period right but going back to the primaries like this was not exactly how I predicted a Joe Biden first week and I'm saying that in terms of the the level of aggressiveness and organization so it's it's both it's like doing things and doing them in an orderly orderly fashion mm-hmm. um, and, and it's very it's been very methodical and I just want to say for a moment before, you know, we get into the phase of this presidency where progressives are acting like he was b- as bad as Trump, because we'll get there. Oh, I know um, we will. We'll get there because we have short memories. Black women don't, but <laughs> white progressives often do. Men. It's <laughs> true. You often do. But I'm here to remind you, <laughs> we had herd immunity as the president yeah, was before this. So, So, you know, you can talk about drone strikes. You can talk about all of these things are important. But remember, mm-hmm. Donald Trump had the launch codes. There's not no, nothing Joe Biden is doing is ever going to be as bad, period. So don't even go there. But yeah, I just have true. to say for a moment, I think it's important to give him some credit here because he's entered the White House and been there less than a week and has done a lot of important things that progressives had organized and pushed him to do because he didn't start there. I mean, he didn't run day one Democratic primary saying, I'm going to you know, stop deportations. That wasn't something he said in that first no. debate. So I'm just no. saying a lot of work and on the ground grassroots organizing that went into, you know, getting those to-do list items on there, right, on his list. Mm-hmm. And he's going through them. And I just want to take a moment to say, okay, Joe, I see you.
1: Yeah, no, he is. He seems to be not playing around with executive action, like whatever he's able to take legally and get done. This is what we've been talking about in the Senate for a while now, what we want to see Democrats do. Like, it's got to be about outcomes, not process. If the process is legal, I don't care. Use it. <laughs> like, Get the outcome we need. Um, that's what Joe Biden is doing with the executive branch. So I, I would like a little more of that energy in the Senate. Where we can see that Republicans are going to be Republicans about everything, we do not need to spend a lot of time waiting for them to decide whether or not to cross the aisle. Um, we're pretty much, we pretty much we know that they're not. <laughs> you you guys have this now. We have this. We've done that. Lucy's kick football. She's gonna pull it away. Okay. All right. You want to give it a couple of days? Fine. But like. Don't compromise anything when you can legally do it yourself. And they can. They can do this through budget reconciliation. So I would actually like a little more of the Biden administration energy in uh, Schumer's Senate. Um, that, is what I, that is what I would like to see. I mean, like, don't, don't get, like, what I, the last thing that I want to see is for them to bulk at this new package and have Democrats say, okay, we'll separate out the $15 minimum wage. Like, we, we'll get your Republican support to, you know, help do local government funding and extra vaccine delivery money, but we'll, you know, that tipped minimum wage we talked about getting rid of, we talk, you know, we talked about the $15 federal minimum wage, we'll, we'll, just, we'll just move that into a different bill and we can argue about that later. Like, that is what I do not want to see. We have enough votes in the Senate to get things done uh, without Republican votes and just pick the outcome over the process, please. Please, please. That's all I'm asking.
0: It's and especially lie. because, I mean, I think, you know, there's a lot of obviously conversation right now about what to do about the filibuster, which is the mechanism through which um, if you got rid of it, you'd be able to do so yeah, get rid of it um, much easier. Um, and so I think it's important. I had a segment on my uh, Peacock show on Friday with a historian, Professor Jelani Cobb, who explained, I mean, I knew this, but most people don't. So it's important to educate folks on the fact that the filibuster is racist okay like it is racist if you Mm -hmm. go to um you know any book and like look in the i don't know what is the thing in the back but not the The glossary the index the index the table of the index index and -hmm. you look for the word reconstruction or jim crow and filibuster all of those words are related, <laughs> in 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 the historical context. It's important to understand that yeah, um, the height of actually the filibuster um, was not Jim Crow, excuse me, but the civil rights era, where Strom Thurmond um, filibustered the Civil Rights Act for a whole damn day, um, literally like peed in the in the closet yep. in a bucket. Um, so just n- understand that, you know, all of these things are tied to moments in history that we'd like to not repeat. Um, and I think that this is the moment where we get rid of something that has um, a racist origin and util- utilization. Yeah.
1: yeah. I love the fact that we're starting to, to talk about this as the Jim Crow filibuster. Like, we... If you listen to the show, you know you want better, more honest American history. <laughs> like This is part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think watching the constitutional crisis over, uh, unfold over the last few years has educated a lot of people about how anti-democratic our supposedly dem- democratic system actually is. Like, most people didn't realize that the Electoral College was racist until 2016 happened. Like, we should have all learned it in 2020 when they used it first, (laughs) but we didn't. 2016, everybody pretty much learned that that was, you know, that was it. The Electoral College was there so that slave-owning states could maintain power even if they weren't allowed to own other people anymore. Like, now we can can talk about the anti-democratic... Trapdoors basically built into our government it's like that's what it is we have this supposedly democratic looking government and then you've got these like weird little trapdoors, like the filibuster like the electoral college like like the fact that DC's not a state like all these little things to be like oh but it's not really a democracy like just gonna make you feel good about it and then send you back to the beginning because you can't actually use the power that you democratically got by having more people vote for you because this isn't actually a democracy that's that's the lesson of our, our institution right now <laughs> and um it's going well then It's going great. Uh, We're just (laughs) going to
0: keep learning. That's what we're doing. Thanks for listening to the Signal Boost podcast.
1: We'll be back tomorrow with more news.